It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, Anything's possible. days. Jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell the mother guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jays Welcome back This is the Locked On Celtics Podcast Want to thank you for making this part of your daily routine and This is a Monday show We're publishing a show on Memorial Day and we're going to be here for you all week. We've got some guests lined up. We're going to start adding some guests to the mix. And we'll be here for uh, hopefully the whole week. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it provides us some enough ammunition to talk about stuff all week long. But we should be here for you Monday through Friday. So all of you who are just tuning in for the first time or one of the first few times, hope you are enjoying the podcast enough to give us a subscription. Download the new Himalaya podcast app. And subscribe to us through that. It's a great way to get a uh, curated list of podcasts. The entire app has uh, some really great features. So unlike most podcast apps, so download Himalaya and do that. Or subscribe if you'd like to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts exist. You could also get into your car and ask your smart device to play podcast. Locked on Celtics. We are brought to you today by a few sponsors. Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own trip with Hotels.com. Untuck it for your dad. They all come in all shapes and sizes, so should their shirts. Go to Untuckit.com and use the promo code NBA to get 20% off shirts that are specifically designed to make you look great with that untucked look and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. And of course, grip six belts. I've gotten a grip six belt. It's kind of cool. It has no loops, has no flaps, no nothing, no holes. So it can just kind of move with you, whatever you gain a couple of pounds, you lose a couple of pounds, grip six.com slash lock L O C K E. That's grip six, the number six.com slash lock L O C K E for a special offer there. So thanks to all the sponsors for, hooking us up, go ahead and please check them out because they're paying us and you should go check them out. Today's a mailbag Monday. We put out the call earlier and we got your questions via the hashtag Jays. That's R-A-I-N-I-N-J's, J-S, or Rainin' Junk. The Rainin' Jays is your basketball questions. The Rainin' Junk is your junk question, whatever. So, Send those to us throughout the week, throughout the summer, throughout the season, throughout games, and we'll try to answer them as best we can. So this is me just by myself, John Corrales of the Rain and Jays. I cover the Celtics for MassLive.com. I'm going to solo this show on this holiday, working through the holiday, you know, just getting you guys some content. 
Hope you enjoy it. So let's go ahead and dive into the Rain and Jays hashtag. People got a ton of questions about the draft and free agency and blah, blah, blah. The junk questions are fun. <laughs> so let's just dive right in. Here is our first Rain and Jays question. Comes from at B. Patrickwin. A couple of questions here. What do you see as some of the non-traditional acquisitions the Seas could make in free agency, i.e. Kemba, Leonard, KD? And following up, are there any serious secondary point guard moves if Kyrie moves? Well, this is a very complicated question that I can't take too long to answer because this is <laughs> just very difficult. Uh, let's start with this. If Kyrie walks, um, unless Al Horford walks, everybody, basically everybody, the Celtics won't have any money to spend. So you need Kyrie to walk, Al to walk. Uh, you need Aaron Baines gone, Mook gone, uh, Rozier gone, all of those guys gone. All of your uh, Daniel Tice, Brad Wanamaker, everybody's out. All of your potential free agents are gone. Then you have about 30-something million to spend. So depending on how things go, you could throw some money at Kemba Walker. And then you bring back Kemba with um, with Gordon Hayward and your Jays, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and you try to build around that. Not really ideal because a lot of guys have to go to bring in one guy. So to answer the question directly, non-traditional acquisitions the C's can make in free agency, I, I don't see any. They just don't have the money. Just so you, and if you go on MassLive.com, I've explained this. Just search my name or, or go on to MassLive.com slash Celtics and click on my name. You'll get a list of all the articles I've written. Go down to the one I wrote about uh, if Kyrie leaves, why the Celtics really don't have a ton of money. The Celtics are over the tax, and if Kyrie leaves, they're still over the cap. And if they let their free agents go, just like Mook and and Rozier, then they can free up a little bit of money, but not much. Nothing to make any significant impact. Uh, are there any secondary point guard moves? That's also going to be difficult. If Kyrie leaves, really what happens is Marcus Smart becomes – you're a starting point guard. Maybe what you do is you bring back Terry Rozier in that situation. That's an option. I know that Terry Rozier spent a, a significant amount of time dropping a heavy payload of napalm on the Celtics. But in the NBA, in the business of the NBA, you can make up, uh, you can go through and kiss and make up. And that may be an option. It's really the best option the Celtics have, I think. Uh, unless they find a way to free up, like if Al decides he wants to leave and then they can maybe make a play for like a Patrick Beverly, but I don't even know if that's, if that's going to be feasible, but you know, you could throw a Beverly Marcus smart backcourt out there and really defend the hell out of some teams. I mean, no one's going to score on that backcourt, but I, that that's just, I don't even think that that's really possible, but it, there's an outside shot. Uh, I think really, and I know people might break into hives thinking that Terry Rozier would come back, but given more minutes and the opportunity for him to start alongside Marcus Smart, uh, then then who knows? So, 
really they're kind of a style. And I, I see the return of Terry Rozier as a sort of uh, Jeff Green, which does not, I'm sure, instill any confidence in anybody. But in that situation where you don't have money to spend, but you have the bird rights for a guy who can be pretty good, that's that's an opportunity there. So that's why that's why Terry Rozier is even an option at this point. Because you get the bird rights and you can pay him. You can just send the signal out to the league that we're going to pay this guy, we're going to match your offers, and maybe you can get him at a, a decent deal if not for just one season, then that that's a, a potential option. But really, if Kyrie walks and it's just Kyrie walking, there are really no other options other than bringing Rozier back or starting Marcus Smart, going with like Smart, Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Horford, if Horford sticks around, and then getting a scrap heap type of Shane Larkin, Brad Wanamaker type of guy to back you up. That's basically where the Celtics are. At GC Wainston, assuming we don't get AD but re-sign Kyrie and Horford and run it back with that core, how far can they go in the postseason with the contracts not being issue with with the contracts not being an issue, fix the chemistry? Another thing that I did write about on MassLive.com, again, MassLive.com slash Celtics. Five ways that the Celtics season would be different if they ran it back with Kyrie. I think they could go pretty far. It really depends on health, uh, Horford's health specifically. But I think that core could could do pretty well. Kyrie, in this scenario, I would assume would be on a long-term contract. So that thing would be kind of resolved. That That situation would be out the window because one of the things that hurt the Celtics this year was Kyrie being in flux and in that whole, once he said he called LeBron and once those rumors kind of came out about him and, and people used his name to, to further their causes and whatever around the trade deadline, that really, really changed the dynamic around the team. They were struggling at that point still, but it really hurt the team, I think, and it hurt Kyrie. It really turned Kyrie a little sour. So that goes away in this scenario. Um, Gordon Hayward coming back healthy or healthier, healthier than he'd been all season long helps this scenario because Gordon Hayward would be uh, playing his best basketball to start the season, not the end of the season. So any of that animosity that you heard reported, why is Gordon Hayward playing over me because he sucks right now, that goes away because Gordon Hayward would come in pretty good and he would at least have a right to his spot in the eyes of the players behind him. Uh, in this scenario, Terry Rozier is gone. Rozier is, he was one of the malcontents and he did a good enough job all season long, but it was pretty obvious by the end of the season when the way he was talking that he was very, very frustrated and taking that element out of the locker room would very much help. So a lot of these things would kind of at least set the Celtics up to be on a better foot than last season. So uh, I think there is something to the, if they run it back, just Kyrie comes back and they don't trade for anybody else, and they don't make any big major moves, they they do have the possibility of being in a better spot than they were to start last year. Now, it doesn't mean that they would be better necessarily. I don't know how that season will go 
we had ideas of how last season would go and we saw that it didn't work out. It's possible that certain things get fixed and then other things break. So it's it's like the the theoretical plugging the hole in the dam. Okay, you've stopped that leak, but a leak pops up somewhere else. Who knows? I mean, Jalen Brown is going to be a restricted free agent next summer. Maybe he becomes more of an issue. It's hard to say. It really is difficult. But to the point that there there would be – uh, some chemistry things that were a problem that would be fixed, I guess. So that's that. But go ahead and read my piece on MassLive.com for more. I, I do get into it a little bit more. I get into Brad. I get into Wick Grosbeck and their impact on that too. At Muzz Factor for Life, two Zs in Muzz. If Boston has not yet received any assurances from Kyrie that he is re-signing by the draft, and that's when AD is getting moved, do you think Boston should slash will still push all in for AD in hopes it convinces Kyrie to stay? Basically, do they risk it with no assurances? I think it's like a complicated dance. Unless the Celtics are told flat out by Kyrie Irving that that he's not coming back. I think they go for Anthony Davis. The only way they don't go for Anthony Davis, and even this they might still, but the only way that they don't is if Kyrie tells them between now and the draft, I am not coming back. Doesn't matter what you say. I'm definitely out. Thanks, but no thanks. In that scenario, maybe the Celtics say, well. All right, we're going to go in a different direction. We'll go with the youth. We don't want to give up our youth for Anthony Davis because if we do trade for Anthony Davis, then he there's no assurance that he's going to stay. And even if we sell him on the year, if by the end of the year, who knows? So if they haven't received an assurance, but Kyrie is like, yeah, I don't know, and he's being honest, then I still think they go for AD. Because then AD comes to town, and then AD calls his friend Kyrie up and says, come on, man, let's stick around, let's do this thing. And the difference is, now Kyrie would be like, do, do I go with Kyrie? Do, do I go with Kevin Durant, or do I go with Anthony Davis? Which, which megastar do I pick? So I think they go for him unless he says, that's it, I'm out, I'm done, I don't care. And, and even then they might still, but uh, that's the only scenario where they don't. All right, going to at, oh, geez, at W. Lohati. I'm sure I hacked that up. But assuming the Celtics aren't drafting for the Pelicans, who would you want to see as a new face in green? Parentheses, any of Clark, White, Goga, or Grant Williams. Now, I will admit, I am not as well versed in the draft. I don't watch a ton of college basketball. This is about the time where I start paying attention. I'm starting to figure out who the Celtics might be targeting. So keep that in mind. I have admitted this. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not a big draft guy right now. However, of all those names, if Brandon Clark is available, it feels like he is a Danny Ainge pick. He is a defender who will play out on the wing, who is uh, high energy and is it really feels like the type of guy that can go out there and play really strong defense 
and his offense will develop. Like that defense first type of guy, especially especially at the wing position who, you know, just over six foot eight. It's it feels like he could be a Danny Ainge type of pick. Um, so I don't know if he's gonna be available at 14. We'll see. Um there's an Outside chance, like a Kevin Porter Jr. might be available down there and and could be more of a long-term project, but I don't know that Danny Ainge is looking for that. So I'll just stick with I'll stick with Brandon Clark, but I'll give you that that just kind of grain of salt that I'm not really, really the guy that is the authority on this. Actually, Tom Westerholm, my colleague uh, on the beat at Mass Live, is our draft guy. Like, he's the draft guy. He knows. So I would ask Tom Westerholm, who's at Tom on NBA on Twitter, go ahead and ask him because he, he's the guy to, to, to definitely get, get much more uh, solid feedback on that. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more of your hashtag Rain and Jays later on. The Rain and Junk, talking about Simpsons live action and tattoos. So there's a tease. Uh, remember to visit our sponsors, Hotels.com. Hotels.com, you can go and book your own hotels. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Like when you see your friends out there somewhere and you like their pictures on Instagram, but you don't really like them because you hate that they're out there. You could be out there too if you book with Hotels.com. Go ahead and do that. Untuck It is a new type of clothing place where you can uh, pull off casual untucked look that's not sloppy. These things are made to be untucked. So go to untuckit.com, untuckit, all one word, .com. Use the promo code NBA to get 20% off. These are great for you. These are great for your dad. You can go ahead and give your dad's uh, wardrobe an upgrade. Give yourself an upgrade. You got every size, tall, short, slim, relaxed, everything. And then, of course, grip grip six belts. I'm going to say that again, grip six belts. Their goal is to literally make the best belt that has ever been made. Grip 6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for your dad, brother, husband, uncle, grandpa. Moms and wives, too. There's a women's collection. Ultra light, no holes, no flap, low profile. Buckle lays flat against your waist. And there, because there are no holes, no flap, no bulk, it just slides along with you. However tight you need it to be. With if you lose a few pounds over the summer, it goes with you. You don't have to poke a new hole. You don't have to create. It's just it works. So go to grip six, the number six, grip six dot com slash lock l o c k e for a special offer. We'll be right back with more on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Tennessee Titans have announced a one-year deal with linebacker Jadavion Clowney, reportedly worth $15 million. Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans tells you if it's going to be enough to get Tennessee back to the AFC title game. In other moves around the league, the Miami Dolphins named Ryan Fitzpatrick starting quarterback, which means Tua will be back up for the time being. 
and the Detroit Lions have agreed to a one-year deal with running back Adrian Peterson. Peterson was released by the Washington football team last Friday. For more NFL news and analysis, subscribe to the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show and listen to a brand new lineup on Locked On NFL. They'll have division previews every day this week. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're up to date on your favorite team, but what about the competition? Hollinger and Nate Duncan are evaluating every bubble contender on Hollinger and Duncan. Rejecting the screen goes behind the scenes with in-depth interviews and the Locked On NBA podcast is recapping games daily. Let the Locked On NBA network of podcasts take care of your NBA bubble scouting reports. Hollinger and Duncan, rejecting the screen, the Locked On NBA podcast. Subscribe to the best trio of NBA podcasts on the planet wherever you get your podcasts. Diving right back into the hashtag Rain and Jays from at Frogman980. Do you think Kyrie is 100% leaving and we aren't getting KD? I don't know what to think anymore, really, but the momentum online will make you feel like Kyrie is definitely leaving, but that doesn't mean anything. Nobody close to Kyrie has said much. Any rumors that are out there have mostly been shot down. The Lakers stuff, Jackie McMullen shot down, um... Stephen A. Smith has been screaming about Kyrie to the Knicks, but Stephen A. Smith is admittedly the biggest Knicks fan out there, so he may be more hopeful than anything. Uh, obviously, him going to the Knicks is a is a real possibility. I mean, going home uh, also to the Nets is a possibility, but it's hard to say what what he's thinking. And the fact is that he makes a lot more money staying in Boston and he's in a much more familiar situation, a much better situation staying in Boston. Uh, I don't know what he's thinking because it's hard to get into Kyrie's head. Uh, It's not a a real traditional way of thinking, uh, which is obvious to most people, but also, you know, I mean, he's, he's trying to figure himself out and he's trying to figure his career out. And does he want to go and start something new in New York? Yeah, it'll be him and, and Kevin Durant, potentially. But what's next after that? Um, so, I don't know. I think figuring it out and and getting that chemistry in Boston, coming back with a little bit more, um, just, just a touch more, I'll say contrition, just, just – Maybe that's not the right word, but something that demonstrates like, all right, I had this mentality last year and and I'm learning. If he just comes in and just says, look, I'm learning, I'm trying, I didn't do everything perfectly, but I'm trying, I think people will be like, all right, I get it. I get it. Again, the guy's in his mid-20s and that, that was 20 years ago for me and that I can tell you 20 years later that I was an idiot back then. 
I mean, I'm an idiot right now. And I was a much bigger idiot back then. This is me having figured things out. Back then, I didn't know shit. So that is very difficult to do. And to borrow the mentality from Brad Stevens, who, after the loss to Milwaukee, said on the on the stage, on the podium, that it's it's impossible to be able to get all of that straightened out your your youth your fame your fortune your you know the the criticism the the outright like people just going nuts for you like that's hard that's hard to deal with and and maybe some of you are listening and, and scoffing but it's you don't know cuz you're not in that position um you give a guy in his 20s especially a guy in his 20s with his, the extreme talent that Kyrie has and, and and really, if you look at his track record, his continued quest for challenges, and I don't know, it's 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 hard to figure out exactly what he's thinking. I don't know. I don't want to get into a whole big thing. He could be leaving. He could be staying. I don't know what the answer is. At without Zerb, he seems to be a, a, almost an afterthought with everything else going on, but what can we reasonably expect from the Time Lord next season? That's a tough answer because we don't know what this team is going to be next season. And if it's the same team that you run back, uh, you still have Al, you still have Aaron Baines. We'll see what happens with Daniel Tice. Maybe what Robert Williams does is slides into that Tice role and gets some end of bench uh, minutes, maybe five, ten minutes a game. It, it really depends on, on the makeup of the team and then also how he comes out next summer. And and I mean, I'm sorry, how he comes out after this summer. And what does he, what does he improve on? What can he learn? Is he better at reading defenses? Is he better at calling out defenses? Is he going to stop jumping for every up fake? There's a lot. And so I think reasonably we can expect a slow progression, but if there is more opportunity and he's forced into playing 25 minutes a game, then who knows? Maybe he can figure some things out. Ideally, I think I'd like to see him just get a lot of run in Maine, but I don't know. It's I think the injuries this past season hurt his progression, and he was supposed to spend a lot of time for the playing with the Red Claws, and instead, what he did is spent a lot of time sitting on the Celtics bench because Baines was out and and Tice was hurt and and Horford was hurt, and they needed him to to be there in case of emergency. And what happens is in case of emergency, you just end up sitting instead of playing. And he was, he would have been much better off playing for the red claws, making mistakes and learning there. If a lot of this comes back, then a lot of these players come back, then I I would, I would expect him to be in a similar situation and playing for the red claws. Uh, We can, I think I think that's probably the most reasonable thing, but maybe 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 he sticks around and gets some 
like third string center minutes. At most humorous, assuming we don't get Anthony Davis and keep Kyrie, do you think there would actually be some addition by subtraction with losing Rozier and Morris? Does that team, with a further along Hayward and fewer chemistry issues, beat the Bucks or the Raptors, or is the talent not there? Similar question as to before. There is some addition by subtraction with Rozier. Morris, I'm not as down on Morris as some people. Like I know he takes those shots. I know what he what he is. Um, but he was also super important in the playoffs. So I, I think that that team with an extra year, do they beat the Bucks? They might beat the Bucks. They might. Do they beat the Raptors? Not this Raptors team. I don't know that they have an answer for Kawhi. Uh, maybe a year later, Jalen Brown can kind of match up with Kawhi and, and try to slow him down. But this Kawhi that was was out there is just so damn good. I mean, really, really good. So I, I think the Raptors overall have flaws and... I don't think they would have made it this far without Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi just dragged this team to the NBA Finals, which is saying a lot about how good Kawhi is. So to answer the question, I think they they could get by the Bucks, maybe, but not the Raptors. Not this not this Raptors team. At Coach Feeney, if draft night comes with no confidence in an AD deal. Which is more likely? Celtics package the picks and move up. Celtics take a pair, take a pair of draft and stashes like Zizic Nyabu. Celtics use all three draft picks. So the question, if, if there is no AD deal, so I don't think I don't think the Celtics can move up. I also don't think it's worth moving up. From everything that I've read, everything I know about this draft, packaging, what, 14, 20, and 22 gets you to where? What does that get you? I don't think a team that's at, what, eight is going to want to move down to take three players unless they are just looking to stockpile potential talent. Maybe, that, maybe that'll happen. But then what do you get at eight that, that you can't get at 14? You know, are you, what kind of play are you making uh, for that eighth slot? Are you going for Cam Reddish? Are you trying to get Kobe White? Um, I think a team that's in that range needs something more than 14, 20, and 22. I, I, I don't know. That's, I don't think they trade up. I think. I don't think the Celtics use all three draft picks either, but it depends. Like, did Kyrie come back? Did Al Horford come back? If all of those guys are back and it's just no Anthony Davis deal, then the most likely scenario is the draft and stashes. are, And, and they maybe make one pick, maybe the 14th pick, and they try to draft and stash 20 and 22. If, though, Kyrie is gone, Horford is gone, Everybody's gone and you're stuck with seven players and you got a you got max cap space all of a sudden, but 
seven players, then I think making all three picks makes more sense because now you've got to figure out if one or two of those guys can become useful players. All three would be great, but chances are slim on that. So at that in that scenario, they would use all three picks. Moving up, I think, is highly, highly unlikely. At German from TJ. If the Celtics can't use the draft picks they have this year in a Davis trade, what is the most likely outcome? There you go. That's what it is. The, everything I just said. So thanks for the Rain and Jays questions. Rain and Junk questions are coming up after the break. I'm going to try to do the junk drawer justice. I know the junk is Sam's real wheelhouse, but I'll do what I can. We'll check it out right after the break. All right, Rain and Junk questions. Let's do it. At BD Patrick Quinn, how does J. King come back from that reporter game performance? Replacements in mind? Look, Jay deserves all the shit that he gets for trying to dribble out the clock. I, I just want to point out the audacity of Jay King to try to dribble out the last 54 seconds of the game in a media game. I, I get it, but just take the shot. The next team's coming down. They're going to shoot the ball. You're going to get like three more possessions out of that. He's out there trying to be the hero. Just play basketball. Just shoot the ball. We're like we're not taking this whole thing very seriously. But he wants to win. I want to win, sure. But that cost us the game. Uh, I don't think he comes back from that. And I think he's properly getting roasted. I think his family and friends have roasted him sufficiently. And every once in a while, that's going to come back. Anytime some sort of time management thing comes up, Jay King's going to get some shit on Twitter. He deserves it. And I'm mad. Remember when Jay was talking about the guy who was trying to be the hero a couple seasons ago, and the guy went off on his own, and Jay was sitting in the corner saying, I'm open. And the other guy went off and took the shot and made the shot. Well, now I'm the guy who was in the corner wide open watching somebody dribble out and try to take the last shot. And that was Jay. And he didn't even take the shot. He didn't even make the shot. And Jay was pissed at the guy who made the shot. I'm standing in the corner. First of all, I'm posting up. I had Mark D'Amico on my back. I'm 6'5". Mark D'Amico is like 5'10", maybe. But I didn't get the ball in the post. I go up and set a pick, waved off. And then that happened. After everything Jay King said about that other dude, and he did that, I'm going to say is next year I want Jay on the other team. That's it. At Emmerich Evan, when are we getting a horse rematch? Uh, so Jay King and I in his apartment on the little Nerf type hoop, but as a souped up Nerf hoop, Jay beat me in horse and it cost me like 20 bucks. When are we getting the rematch? I don't know. Whenever Jay decides to come back on the podcast, 
at Mr. Advice, two-parter, if the Celtics draft Taco Fall, will Taco J eat him because tacos are irresistible? Two is the only way to prevent this disaster, to also draft Bowl Bowl or to convince them to marry, therefore creating a Taco Bowl situation, turning Taco J, turning off Taco J, hashtag no shell. So I like the progression there of going into the Taco Ball, Taco Bowl. I like that. Taco Bowls are also delicious. I think the only way to prevent Taco J from eating Taco Fall is to just not put five pounds of cheese on him. If you see Taco J running around with a dump truck full of cheese around the practice facility, then you take Taco Fall and you put him in protective custody. That's, I think that's the safest bet. At GC Winston, if you had to get a Celtics tattoo, what would your design be? Uh, you know, I, I saw this question earlier today. I still can't come up with a great design. I don't want just the lucky logo. I want something a little bit, it, it probably would have to be something leprechaunish. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure unless I do something maybe outside the box where on one arm I put, and there's a steal by bird. And the other hand I put underneath the DJ and he lays it in. I think that would be the way to do it. Just script down one arm and script down the other, or you put it like in your fists. And when you put them together, it makes the entire quote. I think that would be the way to go. But I don't know. I don't think there's a... I can't think of a good Celtics tattoo that I would actually want to get. It's just... Everybody's done it because everybody's done it. Like, most of them, they've been done. You can't put a person's face. I'm not big on a person's face on my body. I'm a big tattoo guy, but I'm not big on that. So... Something scriptish, maybe a banner, maybe. At Wolati, if you could spend a week of vacation with a current Celtic, who would it be? In parentheses, and why Jalen? <laughs> because Jalen is the answer. Jalen on his Instagrams in Cairo. Jalen's always traveling around. Like Jalen is like the most adventurous guy. Uh, my. I might not want to go with Jalen though. The thing about with Jalen is he's always like on a wild adventure, which is great. But when I go on vacation, I just want to chill. I want a beach. So maybe, maybe Jason Tatum, like Tatum's, his Instagrams is like just beaches and stuff like that. That's the way I want to go. Or maybe Al Horford because Al Horford's more my age. Um, Actually, nobody's more my age except for like Danny Ainge, but I'm not partying with Danny Ainge. I want to go to a place like the Dominican. And why I'd want to go with Al Horford is because Al Horford knows the Dominican. And I've been to the Dominican, but like the resorts. To go to the Dominican, like you need to go to like some shack restaurant, like just a place with mismatched place settings and just some old lady cooking. 
I feel like Al Horford might be the guy that can get me to one of those places because that's where the food is. Like that's where the good food is. These fancy restaurants are nice. I go around to different cities. The fancy restaurants, sure, the food can be good, but that's not my style. That's not my speed. My speed is some neighborhood that's outside of town, outskirts of town, some place where somebody is just it's just some family. Like I said, mismatched place settings. Forks and plates don't match. Two different kinds of plates on the table. You know, it's a little dingy. Those places, man, those places have the food. That's the place you need to go eat. So think maybe a couple weeks in the Dominican with Al going to those places, just getting fat and happy, or in my case, fatter and happy. At Nola Kurt, who is the best basketball player out of you three? Uh, That's me. The answer is me. Uh, Right now, it's me. It's always been me. Actually, there was a stretch there over the past maybe few years where it wasn't me, but it's back to being me now, Uh, especially since Jay is trash and his knee is is shot. Uh, Jam is a a hustler. He's out there. He's much younger and faster and, and will run and jump and just go crazy, but I am much more skilled. And in our primes, it's not even a question. Like, in our primes, it's just, I'm so far away ahead of those guys. I mean, Jay likes to pretend, but I mean, the answer is me. It's always been me. And we'll just leave it at that. And finally, from at the Fancastic Pod, Fancastic Pod. Who would you cast is as the titular family in the live-action Simpsons movie? Of all the questions that I got here, this is the one that I prepared for the most. <laughs> really thought about this long and hard. A live-action Simpsons movie. By the way, I do not want a live-action Simpsons movie. I just do not want it. I don't want it ruined. The last however many, what season we're in, 30? So the last half of like really half of the Celtics I mean Celtics Simpsons run has been trash and so I don't want a live action one but however because I'm just too addicted to the to the Simpsons I will answer the question so I'm thinking that Michael Chiklis is going to be our Homer Simpson he's got the kind of the right build uh, he's got the look, he's got the shape, the right shaped head. You can kind of put the right uh, little lines where the hair would be and he could he could pull that off. So that's, Chickless is the homer. Marge, Marge I'm going to give to Allison Janney. Marge is kind of tall. She's taller than Homer. Um, I think Allison Janney pulls it off, put that hair up. A lot of hair. I think she can do it. She's got the right attitude. You know, she could be sarcastic. I think the thing about Marge is she is, you know, I think she's quietly very um, tough. Like she was a cop. She was a great cop too. She does a lot of uh, cool things and she's got a little bit of an attitude there. 
And I think Alice and Janie could pull that off. Now, the kids, I don't know. I looked it up. There's this young girl, McKenna Grace, who has done some work on Designated Survivor, uh, Fuller House, which I didn't watch, Young Sheldon, which I didn't watch, but she, I just looked up some videos. She's got some of the appearances that she's done. She's a little smart kid. I think she could pull off a great Lisa. And then also from that uh, Young Sheldon show, that kid who plays Sheldon, Ian Armitage, you buzz cut his hair. There's a picture of him with a buzz cut. I like him as Bart. I didn't get any baby to be Maggie. So I think that's my live action cast. I, th- I feel comfortable with that live action cast. That's my Simpsons thing. All right. That's the show. Hope you've enjoyed this mailbag. Hope you've enjoyed it enough to subscribe. All of you uh, new listeners, go ahead and download the Himalaya podcast app and subscribe to Locked On Celtics, or you can do it anywhere podcasts exist. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or at home in your car, get your smart device, ask it to play podcast Locked On Celtics. All of you regular listeners, give us that good five-star rating, that five-star review, that good written review. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> but please do that and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.